Well, hey guys, thanks for tuning into the Hunt Backcountry podcast today. This is a bonus episode as part of our How to Hunt Mule Deer series. We are speaking with Bob and Jeff from PN Wild. If you're not familiar with the PN Wild crew, they are, as you guessed it, based up in the Pacific Northwest, and they hunt mule deer in the Cascade Range a lot. They have some great resources uh, and just entertainment as well. Um, in terms of YouTube videos of their hunts, they do a podcast, uh, do some great work on Instagram. There's links in the show description to check that out. But we had some listener questions and topics come up as part of this series that was specific to the Cascades and hunting mule deer there and wanted to chat about that with Jeff and Bob here. They also kind of contrast a little bit of hunting mule deer in the Cascades versus more of the typical Rocky Mountain West as they also have experience hunting mule deer in Colorado, for example. So this is just a quicker bonus episode. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You can contact us via email to podcast at exomountaingear.com if you have any questions or anything else for us. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love to receive a review in iTunes or wherever else you might be listening to this, or just send it to a friend. Again, thanks for taking the time to tune in. Let's dive into this discussion about hunting mule deer and the Cascades with the guys from PN Wild. Jeff, Bob, welcome to the Hunt Backcountry podcast. Thanks for hopping on today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So you guys, uh, many of our listeners are probably aware, but you guys are from PN Wild. We've been uh, working with you guys a bit. You guys are hunting, uh, as the name implies, up in the Pacific Northwest. But Jeff, go ahead and like, for guys who've never heard of PN Wild, who who are you guys? What are you up to? Yeah, man. Well, there's uh, three of us that, uh, like you said, we are from the Pacific Northwest. And uh, we started just a, a group, kind of a little spinoff of uh, we were watching uh, the Hush guys and Born and Raised. I was like, man, this looks like a ton of fun. Let's start our own thing here in Washington State and take cool pictures and, and hunt and just document what we do. And uh, that was back in 2016. And uh now just fast forward it now there's just three of us that uh take awesome pictures nothing <laughs> nothing's really changed take pictures <laughs> take videos uh, we have our own podcast and talk about uh hunting in washington state and uh kind of just everything underneath that umbrella yeah. yeah we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about just you know the cascades and washington and hunting mule deer up there and maybe like some of the differences or nuances of hunting up there versus you know the rest of the rocky mountain west if you want to call it that of you know we've talked in guys in this series who hunt uh, Colorado and hunt Idaho. So it'd just be cool to get like that Northwest flavor and talk about the Cascades a bit. Um, so we're going to dive into even some listener questions that were about the Cascades. But um, one thing that's awesome that you guys have done uh, is a film project you did called Seen It Through. And I just want to make sure that listeners are aware of it. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you've been listening to the Mule Deer series, uh, this film would be something that you'd for sure love. So Bob, go ahead and tell the guys about seeing it through, like what was that project? Um, and then where can they go check it out? Yeah. So, uh, seeing it through was a mule deer project we did in 2018. Uh, it's our high buck hunt here that we have in Washington state. It runs from September 15th to the 25th. And, uh, we do that basically every year since 2018. And we were very successful. Um, we shot four mule deer, and then the following year, I had uh, I got the chance to go out with Patrick, and I got one as well. So both those films are on our YouTube channel. Pretty easy to find. Just like search P and Wild on YouTube or search Seen It Through. I'm sure it'll pop right up. 
Yeah, just put in PM Wild and those films will pop up. It's called Seeing It Through and then Character. Perfect. What's the, we got this listener question and uh, it was about scouting. And then I was kind of emailing back and forth with this listener a bit. And he was up in the Cascades. And uh, I thought, man, it would be perfect to talk to you guys um, about this question and scouting and Mule Deer in the Cascades. But to kick it off, like, I'll just go ahead and and read this email a little bit just to give listeners context. And that'll kind of lead us to talking about Mule Deer in the Cascades. But this guy wrote in and said, I've made it my goal this year to kill my first Mule Deer. Uh, this past weekend, which was the last weekend in June, he went scouting and it was search of country and locating groups of bucks. But he says, to my dismay, dismay, I did not spot a single buck, only two does. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. Uh, he goes on to say it could be his inexperience on glassing, but he's basically wondering if it's other things. He threw out a few options, um, like maybe the weather is not hot enough to push bucks up high. Um, you know, maybe everything's green, therefore the bucks don't have to move too much. They just weren't open, uh, invisible. They were staying in the cover. Um, he just had all different theories on like, I feel like I'm in good country, but I didn't find any bucks. Why do you think that might be? Um, and then, like I said, I followed up with him and he's hunting in the cascade. So Jeff, I know what you've read the email and seen all of his details and you were even out scouting that exact same weekend. Um, but for him specifically, and then just tying this into like scouting and finding muleys in the Cascades, like what advice do you have for him? What advice do you have for the guys listening who are trying to fill a mule deer tag? Yeah, man. So going through the email, uh, I, I just think that uh, he's he could be in, in, in the spot. You know, uh, I spotted or I glassed two different weekends and three out of the four days of glassing the exact same basin from the exact same spot. Um, I didn't see a single buck. It was all does. And then on that fourth and final Sunday, so two weekends in a row, four days glassing, uh, we spotted two bucks in the exact same place sitting in the exact same spot. Um, so not necessarily like he could have just missed them, you know, like, uh, he could be in an awesome spot. Um, and I know like from, you know, listen to your, your previous podcast on scouting with Yoni and all those guys, um, it, they always recommend like that, that three sits or four sits, you know, cause you could be missing something. It could just be, he's not up or he's feeding in an area that you don't have eyes on that you can't get eyes on just from your vantage point. Um, he could be down in the timber bedded and it, the wind could be ripping and he doesn't like it, or they could be, you know, weather and, or any, any of those factors, but you're going to miss bucks. Uh, so I would definitely recommend if you think you're in a good spot and you saw does, that uh, deer like that area so keep eyes on it and you might end up turning up a buck um but just a couple other questions um are going down the weather um was not hot enough to push bucks up high um again uh i saw him up there i saw him up high and in our spots are certain areas that we've located and, and kept eyes on in the past so i know that the bucks are are up in their summer range now it's that july 1st timeline i think that's really like that sweet spot and i think that weekend prior to that where he was up there um definitely would be con- uh, bucks up in that high country by that time uh, we were turning up bucks i think our first weekend over was the the, the second weekend in june and, and we were turning bucks up pretty high already so i think just uh just his question would be like, don't give up and keep glassing. Uh, even inexperienced glassers, you know, like you'll just learn a lot just sitting there and glassing. If he's spotting does, then like I said before, that uh, the deer are in that country, you know, they like it. Deer are 
uh, herd animals. They like to hang out together, but of course, bucks will be battered up and, and could be up in that nastier country. But I would say that uh, he's in a he's in a good spot. He's in uh, an area that holds deer, and I would just give it a couple more glassing sessions before I'd really write that off. And yeah, it definitely sure looks. You know, biggest thing I would not get discouraged because, like Jeff said, it looks like he was in a great spot. You got your feed, uh, water source. They have cover to go hide in. And uh, it, they could not come out for a day or two, but just keep hitting that same area and you're bound to find those bucks. Hmm. Has it been your experience that if, you know, like, let's say you're uh, scouting in mid to late June versus call it, you know, mid July, that bucks are generally um, more visible than like, you know, as you get into a week or two end of July versus a week or two beforehand? Hmm. No, I don't, I, I don't think, uh, I mean, the earliest I've ever scouted was the very first weekend in June. And I think it landed on like the eighth or ninth. And, uh, that was for the seeing it through project, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, we saw 18 deer on an hillside and there was a handful of bucks and they were all just bedded in the wide open and feeding in the wide open. So I think, um, I mean, with the, with that country there, I think that they just felt super safe, super secure. We were pretty far in and, uh, they were just hanging out on those open hillsides. And then you fast forward to July, uh, I would only catch them or in August last year, this buck that I'm trying to, uh, we spotted a buck last year and this year I'm trying to find him. Uh, I haven't turned him up yet, but <clears throat> excuse me, last year in August, you would only catch those bucks in in the open or in the shoots or or anything like that for maybe 10 15 minutes and then they were into the timber so in my opinion in, in my just experience i would say that earlier in that june they were bedded in, in the open all day like very visible throughout the entire day and then you go to august more close to that september time frame and they're kind of just you know last light first light uh feeding out in the opens like you would expect and then heading for that timber so i don't know it could be you know this they could be more visible earlier you go um, in, in the certain locations we've been. I'd agree with that, too, because remember when we scouted in June, um, we even had a big black bear walk maybe 30 yards right beneath a doe, and mm. she didn't even bat an eye at him. She just yeah. looked at him and kept on doing her thing. So yeah. and this time of the year, they got their red coats, and they're really going to pop. So if they're there, yeah. you're going to see them. Oh, gotcha. yeah, definitely. Nice. Do you guys um, – yeah, I've never hunted in the Northwest, but – this could be completely ignorant because again, I don't have experience, but it was one, you know, when I thought about hunting the Cascades and, um, listen to this guy, I just know that up there, there's just a ton of recreation, um, in terms of people getting out, backpacking, oh, yeah. hiking, the Cascades, summer. So how do you deal with that? Like not only with hunting, I'm, I'm sure it maybe tapers off by the time hunting season's open, but in terms of like scouting and then locating deer and understanding, deer patterns and habitats and where they like to hang out. I mean, is that affected quite a bit by, you know, just general recreation traffic in the Cascades? Oh, absolutely, man. I would say, uh, you know, that backcountry biking, mountain biking is just absolutely exploded in the last, um, 10 years, really where we like to, uh, to hunt and, uh, absolutely backpacking. And, and we deal with rock climbers in a couple different spots as well. And, and you can hear a rock climber with all of his gear from, 15 miles away just heading up towards <laughs> where he's going <laughs> to climb at sounds like a train all the jingling and, and all their carabiners and stuff like that so and they're always wearing bright blue and bright red and orange and and we'll just be you know glass in a basin and there you can see rock climbers going up the wall <laughs> so it's pretty crazy yeah 
Um, but yeah, man, just tons of traffic. And if you just do some simple math, Washington state has seven and a half million residents versus Wyoming only has 500,000. So we're definitely, we're definitely populated on that front and we have to deal with that. And, uh, uh you just got to get, you know, creative, get, uh, get in. We use the same trails, uh, 99% of the time as, as all the hikers and backpackers and stuff that like to recreate here in Washington. And then, We'd go in the trail maybe two or three, five miles and then just bail off and then go to those little tucked away basins that, you know, aren't having 10, 15, 30 people climb through them every day. Um, mm. But again, we can sit down in, in a really heavily used trail and, and glass bears and, and deer with, you know, hikers and backpackers going right behind us. So I don't know, man, I think they just uh, kind of adapt to it as well. You know, when yeah. you're when you're on stopping hearing human voices and um even some of our spots are, you can hear the highway, you know? So I think the animals just adapt to it and, and they're kind of used to it just as much as we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on one extent, I'm sure some deer avoid it. And then like you said, others that they, they just legit grow up with it, right? Like it's just part of their environment. That human presence is part of their environment in certain ways and in certain places. Absolutely. Yeah. What other like super high level, but you know, it's, Honestly, the part of the reason I wanted to talk to you guys is just we've done this mule deer series and, um, you know, like I said, talked with guys who hunt Idaho and Colorado and you guys have even hunted Colorado a bit for mule deer uh, mm-hmm. at different times of the year. But like just what other nuances or differences or like little highlights of advice um, would you give guys who are hunting the Cascades specifically or like this guy who wrote in, like he said, he's new, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things you can like say this guy's new, he listens to podcasts or gets online and looks at articles and he's reading about mule deer. Like some of that stuff will and won't apply to the Cascades, but what's unique about the Cascades? What lessons have you guys learned? What's different than kind of the the typical advice of maybe Rocky Mountain mule deer? I think the biggest thing, like we hunted Colorado and that was November. So it's kind of a totally different time of year than when we hunt in September and October here in the Cascades. And, uh, I think another big factor is just the land. Uh, Washington doesn't have uh, the public land that a lot of other states do. And so we just use our Onyx maps and we find those uh, public land areas and we use the trail systems to get us way in there. And then we bail off the trails and hike in, you know, two, three, four more miles. And that might be the biggest thing, I think, just get off that trail and get to those nastier places where those big mule deer hang out. Yeah, I, I would say the major difference is is also not in, with the public land. Just to tee off that is uh, just the, the strict deer numbers, the mule deer numbers. You know, from the seeing it through project, we kind of dove in and compared us with a couple other western states, and and I believe Colorado has triple or even quadruple the amount of mule deer. So well, day one in Colorado last year, like Bob said, we were we were hunting the rut, so it's a little bit um, of uh, a difference there, just by sheer numbers down low in the valleys. But we pulled in and saw, you know, in the first day, you know, just groups of 10, 15 deer together. Nothing like no giant bucks or anything um, like you're seeing on those calendars that we thought we were going to go shoot in the first day. (laughs) (laughs) But you'd pull in and just the sheer numbers of deer was mind blowing. Like you would have to work um, days, you know, to see 30, 40 deer here in Washington, especially to go. I mean, we bust our ass for a three point here in Washington. It's a three point minimum. And it's a grind, man. But I would say the country itself is on par. The North Cascades are just absolutely stunning. Uh, it'll rival anything that I've been to, 
you know, just beauty wise and, and ruggedness and, and remoteness. And once you get in there and you start picking country apart, you'll find deer and you'll find the bucks. But it's not it's it's definitely far and fewer between in the states that we've been to, like Idaho, uh, where Bob saw the biggest buck of his life and he just had to watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, we, we were elk hunting and we didn't have deer tags and, and Bob stumbled across just an absolute giant and he was crying. It was pretty funny. But Oh, yeah. It was just staring at me about 30 yards away and I didn't have a tag. So I, I said I said to sit there and watch him. It was it was hard. <laughs> uh, was so that a uh, lesson? Was that a general deer unit in Idaho? Yes, it was. Yeah, all I needed was a tag, and I didn't have one. Oh, heartbreaker. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, next time we're buying a mule deer tag. Yeah, yeah definitely. But oh, we, we've never seen anything like that in Washington. We've hunted here for a while now, and, and then just stumbling across stuff like that, you're like, oh, my God. We work so hard, and we don't ever see anything like that. <laughs> going to Colorado mm-hmm. and, and, and seeing what that thing can produce. You know, we're, we're yeah. down there around the rut and on private land you see you know i don't know what he was but i would i would say like the 190s just hanging around down low in private land you're like those things exist (laughs) right it felt like we're in a zoo it did man it was wild yeah those private land bucks are pretty crazy they're fun yeah so when people think of washington they don't really think of that big steep nasty mule deer country but you get up in there in those peaks and it's uh it's very comparable to you know like idaho or colorado like elevation wise and all that. It's just, there's a lot of good mule deer country to be hunted. Yeah, definitely. And they, uh, Washington state produces them. You'll find, you know, you'll see uh, a 200 inch buck come out of the cascades almost every year. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. seen personally seen a, a handful of them over the years. And, and one was like two thirty, and the other one was two fifteen, And it, it all comes out of that North Cascades country, you know, they're, they're just giant bucks and, and there's, there's little hidey pockets that they can get away from people and, and get old. So they're definitely out there. Hmm. It's so interesting to me how we talked about, you know, the density of Washington and then how so many of the areas you guys are hunting in also have mountain bikers, backpackers, hikers, rock climbers. You have all that recreation activity. And then at the same time, you guys have that early rifle hunt. Like that's wild <laughs> yeah. to me. I, and that that hunt is such a sleeper, man. Like I, I don't know personally, other than Idaho, with the and the, I believe it's a special draw that around the West where you can hunt over the counter with a rifle in September. Uh huh. Um. So that that hunt itself is just one of our absolute favorite hunts, you know. And especially when you can get in and scout and turn bucks up in in August and in July, and and then you have you know some really good data going in and if you find a, a good target buck you have a a fairly decent chance of of turning them up again um and and shooting them in september so that's yeah that's yeah. really what our projects over of character and seeing it through was was just you know that that early rifle hunt you know backpacking in scouting and then you know giving it hell during the high buck hunt and that's what washington state calls it it's called the high buck hunt and it's september 20 or excuse me 15. september 15th through the 25th every year regardless of how the dates land it's always so this year i think it opens on a tuesday or something like that yeah it's always just those dates though yeah exactly always those huh. dates what well, did those yeah. deer like up there in the cascades what do they do for wintering do they gotta go quite a ways then oh yeah oh yeah i've I mapped it out in a straight line in uh from the wilderness area we hunt to two of the winter ranges close by it's you know over 40 and that's in a straight line Jeez. yeah so 
Yeah, Nothing they like could go that. a long ways. Definitely, man. Yeah, I would imagine that they could go uh, one other direction as well, but I don't even know how far that would be. Probably a lot farther. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, there's uh, there's so much we could talk about with Cascades. I know that you guys, uh, you've covered it. Like you, we said, you've you've got videos. You guys have your own podcast. So there's a lot of resources that if guys are listening to this and want to learn more about hunting mule deer and the Cascades, I would just 100% recommend they go check out everything you guys got going. Just let them know uh, one more time, Jeff, like where to go check out those resources. Yeah, man. So we have a uh, a YouTube channel. It's always just uh, PN Wild, Instagram, PN Wild, Facebook. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we have a, a podcast as well because everyone's doing it. And it's called the PN Wild Podcast. <laughs> and, and we're pretty strict on uh, uh, Washington, but we have covered uh, like the antelope hunt that we're doing this year. Uh, we kind of covered that out. And, and But majority of our content is all, is all Washington stuff. So we've had Phelps on and some other guys from Washington State that uh, just get after it. And we talk about just hunting this, uh, this great evergreen state, man. Yeah, awesome. Well, guys, thanks for the time. Thanks for chatting. And uh, listeners, go check those resources out. Guys, good luck hunting this fall. Can't wait to uh, to see what comes of it for you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, that's a wrap on this one, guys. we got one more bonus episode coming as part of our How to Hunt Mule Deer series that's going to drop tomorrow. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button and you will receive all future episodes for free automatically. And again, thank you as always for taking the time to tune in.